outside Outside the nine to five Make the cloud rise How the money just multiply On the outside Outside the nine to five Long as I strive Success finna multiply On the outside Tippy top of the morning. Are people excited about the change, the the time change? Like, I don't really understand. Is this the good time change or the bad one? I know there's like a good one where people enjoy that the clocks change. Is this one the, the one that people like or dislike? I think this is the one that people dislike. Okay. Although I, I don't have a very strong opinion on the daylight savings time debate. I wouldn't say that's a hill I'm going to die on. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. Because we're think... you're going you're going forward, right? So you're technically losing an hour of the day. Right? Um, we're losing an hour of the. Oh yeah, I guess we're losing an hour of the day for 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 yeah. today, right? I guess to your point. Spring uh, forward, fall back. Yeah, I never really got it. I never really got it or paid much attention <laughs> to it. But wait, but the other thing is like doesn't say the light out later now though or something. Uh, well, yeah, that's the that's the whole idea with daylight savings. Okay, All right. So that's yeah. kind of that's kind of cool. I know it was originally uh, suggested by Benjamin Franklin. That is a fact. I pulled straight from National Treasure with okay. Gage. Uh, and then yeah, it was meant mainly for farmers so they could utilize more more daylight um because of course that shifts throughout the year yeah that's about it that's all i got so nick cage is just really genuinely a savant but if you want to know history you should just watch, watch. national treasure <laughs> there's a map on the back of the declaration in case you didn't know have i told the story about i mean we're so off topic but i love it have i ever told the story about my mom's infinity for nick cage no it seems def- like an interesting celebrity crush. I've told you this before. I think I probably told you this. I've never said it on the podcast, but um, and I'm, my mom's going to die if she hears this. But, <laughs> bro, we're playing apples to apples years ago, like years ago. And I'll never forget it. The card was talented. I put down Beethoven, right? I don't know a lot about classical music, but I do know most people would consider him um, very good and upper echelon in his craft, right? So I put down Beethoven. Someone else puts down Nick Cage. My mom for talented chooses Nick Cage over Beethoven. And dude, I swear to God, I walked out. I left the room. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. So that's the I... <laughs> more talent. Oh man, yeah. I don't know. I don't know about that one. I'm, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to side with Beethoven on that point. Didn't uh, you do like the six and? But Nicholas Cage to to Nicholas Cage's defense, he hasn't had the benefit of the time that Beethoven has had, you know, you, you, oh, so you think about in 200 years, like maybe national treasure is just this work of cinematic art. Maybe, maybe. We, just don't, right. we don't appreciate right now. He, dude. He does have some absolute gems. He does have some absolute gems. The rock is yeah. a great movie. I don't know if you've seen that. Yeah. Ghost Rider. <laughs> no, you're out of your mind, bro. I would never watch Ghost Rider. I think I have that. Oh my gosh. I think I've that's one of those movies where it was for a period of time just always on TV. Like on FX. On, or F- on FX for sure. Yeah. 
what was another one? What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. That was uh, one in high school that was just always on, always on. Is that? But that's not Nick Cage, is it? No, no, no. Just, just uh, another movie. Okay, all right. I was trying to draw the draw the spider map to that conversation. Yeah. How we got there? No. Um, all right, a little, dude. a little sporadic to say the least. You're about to sell a, a house. You're about to sell a house and just doing doing a pod, man. Yeah. Not my house, but yeah, house okay. selling yeah. your house. Technically, technically speaking, yeah, not my house. So yeah, it's a, been exciting, stressful. Um, a lot of people going in and out of the house, which is weird. That's what that's what they don't. It, it feels like a violation. There's just been so many people in and out of my house, our house. But uh, but I feel like you guys prepped it. Like you guys are very mentally ready to to sell it. I feel like. No, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I would agree with that. Ready to make that move for sure. I don't know how people would go about selling a house if they weren't ready, but I'm sure it can I be. Ima- I would imagine sad. that happens. I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure it's sad if you're selling your family home, man. Like there's a lot of memories you have in the specific locations of that property. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's funny you say that. Alex and I were talking about this the other day. There's just so many. There's so many uh, things that happen in the house. Like first, like train for that Iron Man in that basement. <laughs> the dungeon. For basically years. <laughs> I think I could I could measure it in years. But a lot of a lot of lot of things going on in that house. So there are some memories. It'll be sad to to leave it, but nevertheless, new journey. So. Yeah, what are we talking about today? You're the man with the topic. So I'm going to let yeah. you rip this one from the top. Um, yeah, I would say a lot of my, a lot of the last couple of months, or maybe not a couple of months, I would say a lot of like my personal evolution, man, in the last like chapter of my life has really been about refining who I spend time with and you would think it gets easier. You would think it gets easier. Um, but some of like the boundaries I've ha- have set in like the last couple of years ha- have honestly candidly been harder than the ones I initially made like years ago. Um, and I think it's just tangible. Like one is kind of a high school buddy and one is like candidly my father. And it's, it, it it made me realize that a lot of the relationships people tend to have maybe not necessarily aren't in their best interest most of the time. Like for, for me, I realized like these two people specifically, a lot of them wanting to have a relationship really, it, it, it feels like at least when I have conversations with them, it, it feels like it's more for them than it is for me. And that could be me just like not having an empathetic bone in my body. That could just be me being very selfish, I guess you could say. But like, I found a lot of what it said. I found a lot of clarity in my pursuit based on only having incredibly strong relationships in my life and ones that that pour into me. You obviously being a, a specific example of that, but like I truly feel like I've gotten a lot clearer on the people that make an impact in my life and push me towards my goals instead of distract me or impede my progress to those things. And it's interesting because 
I feel like in the moments making those decisions, because you do have to kind of be, uh, you kind of have to be decisive in certain moments of like the people you are willing to give time to, right? Like you have to kind of make a decision. A decision won't be made for you. And for me, I've recently found myself over the last couple of months, like decisively telling my, myself and by consequence, other people that like, I'm not really going to spend time with you. I'm not really going to talk to you. And it, it gets challenging, man. It get it does get challenging. Like sometimes it doesn't feel great, but I know it's like what's in my best interest. And again, I think people could lean on the side of you're cutting those people out of your life or you're, you're being like too harsh or you're being too this or that. But like, for me, I have just seen the, the fruits of making very, making it very clear who is in your inner circle and how that can propel you forward um, significantly, very significantly. And so that, I mean, I've had two just interactions in the last like couple of weeks where I'm like, yeah, man, I'm really happy. Those are the decisions I've made. And sometimes when you revisit or talk to those people in micro moments, you, uh, what would I say? When you talk to those people in micro moments, like it, it can almost, uh, what would I say? Not make you feel bad, but what's the word I'm looking for there? Maybe, yeah, sometimes it can make you feel bad. Sometimes it can make you feel bad, I guess is maybe the way I'd put it. I wish there was a more elegant, elegant way, eloquent, eloquent, elegant, elegant, elegant way to say that. Um, but yeah, so that's you something can make I've up been, a word if you want. I'm cool that's, with that. That's something I've, <laughs> that's something I've been reflective on. Um, I know I just said a lot, but that's kind of where my, where my head is at. Yeah. I have a couple questions for you. So w- one, why do you think it's harder for you now than it, you than it has been in the past because you alluded to that there i think i'm a person of like the growth mindset like if there's you and i both read that book uh by carol dweck like years ago right when we were first right trying to find ourselves and like classic book classic book just the understanding that we as human beings evolve like every you got to believe other humans are kind of the same way you are They, they, they want forward motion they want evolution and uh I want to believe that of people. So sometimes you look for that in those micro, those micro conversations. Um, and in the conversations I've recently have, I haven't felt that with those people. But uh, yeah, the the reason sometimes those conversations can be hard is because you kind of want to hope people change, man. And, and to a place where you kind of have that expectation of people changing to a place where you could have a relationship with them. I know for a fact, that's where I I would love if I knew thought that could be the case with like my father as an instant is an example, but I, you know, it's tough to teach an old dog new tricks. So it's like, you kind of got to get rid of that expectation or that expectation of what other people are going to do or deliver for you. in that relationship to have them in your life is going to crush you. It's going to crush you. Yeah. I think we both get caught up with this to relate it back to the growth mindset since it's simple and we're talking about it that we get caught up with the expectation that some people are going to have that mindset rather than hoping that people are going to eventually change. You know what I mean? I think that's where we get tripped up is we're putting time and effort into these people who we ourselves, because we believe everybody has the opportunity or ability to change that we're going to expect at some point, they're going to take some type of action. When in reality, Sometimes people are never going to take that action. 
So rather than having that expectation, it's more about having just the perspective that, hey, we're to hope at, at some point maybe this this person has the capacity to change, but some people never get there. Um, and I think part of why it's harder now is because in the beginning, it's really easy to cut out those peripheral relationships because you just stop communicating, right? Yeah. You stop communicating with those people and it's not like you guys had a strong relationship to begin with. So it's just rather than even just cutting people out, you're just not interacting with those people. But as that, as that circle starts to whittle down further and further, those relationships get harder and harder to, to kind of let go of. Yeah. Um, so I think true. at this point you're starting to get to the, the level where there's only a few people left out there. So if it's someone that's still hanging around, there's clearly something that's been keeping you Great point. Great. That's phenomenal that you hit the nail on the head. You're right. Like the number of relationships you have as you kind of evolve, as you get older, gets smaller. And so these people are a larger portion of, of the percentage, right? That makes sense. Not right. Yeah. You just take just, just numbers. You know, you have 30 people, you whittle it down to 10. Of course, they're higher, higher percentage of your life. Yep. Right. No, I 100% agree with that. And to your point, <laughs> you probably would have cut them out earlier. <laughs> That's funny, bro. That's so true. <laughs> yeah. If you if you were stronger, if if you you were, you were able to flex that muscle stronger. I don't know uh, if it's I don't know if it's a stronger type thing. I think it's just uh there's there's probably something there with with that person. You know, whether like think about the people that hang around in our lives that maybe aren't the people adding value. It's like yep. close people that have been around us for a very long time, maybe family, friends, et cetera. Um, and those are the hardest types of people to let go because they're going to take a more active view on that. Cause you're going to see them. You're going to see them no matter what you're going to see those people. Yeah. Um, one thing you did mention there is like a lack of you implied you have like a lack of empathy maybe around it or something along those lines. But I don't think it's, I don't think you have a lack of empathy. You know what I mean? Like I, I we, think we people, have conversations where, you know, I'm explaining a situation and I think probably from your perspective, you know, exactly, you know, the things I should probably do to, to solve that, that problem. Right. And you show empathy in those situations. I think there's something else there though rather than like a lack of empathy because that's not one word i would use to describe you well i appreciate you saying that i'm saying i think people without con i mean you understand the relationships i'm talking about right now so i think you don't feel that way but i think someone looking in could like without the context of the relationship with my high school friends or like the the context of the relationship with my father like they could be like man you just are too strict about who you spend your time with like right i think you could externally just look and say cutting those people out is harsh i i think that's the i think that is how some people could view it for sure yeah yeah I, I, when you say cutting people out it it almost sounds too it does sound harsh but it's it's less so that you're you're going to these people and saying like i'm not going to spend any time with you I mean, maybe in certain. It's what I said to my dad. I would basically say what I said. Yeah, yeah. But most most times, it's it's not, it's not 
that though, right? Like that's a little bit more of the exception to the rule. Yeah, You're not just texting people and saying like, don't contact me. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to be around. No, don't, no. don't call me. Don't ask me no. how my day was. No, no. <laughs> it's You're more right. so you're just, you're just kind of taking a backseat. Yeah. And I think, dude, I, I do think it's tough, man. Like I do. I do think it's tough because we, I've seen people change in my life, you know? So it's like, I'm empathetic to the fact that people can. I just haven't seen it from some of the people I'm specifically right. Like, you know, like I've seen people change. I've seen people change to the point where they move back into my life. And like, I almost would hope that for certain people, but you can't have that expectation. That's why it's so hard for me. Cause I have evidence of like tremendous change that is so close to me. And I would love that for other people. Yeah. And that's the hardest part for people like you or me is, we want to believe that this person, what they're saying, they're going to act on it. They're going to do something. They're going to solve the problem. They're going to take the steps because, you know, we have in our lives, we've seen people around us do it. It's yeah. very clear that people can change and we get invested in that. You know, that's where we go wrong is we get invested in the, in the growth that could potentially happen for that person. And then we're putting effort into it even though, you know, maybe we don't, we don't realize it in the, in the moment. And then when that person doesn't do it or just continues down the road that they've been going on, we kind of lose patience or we feel like in a way it's a betrayal of this thing that we want for them. And we believe they should want it too, but that the reality is no one's gonna, no one's going to change because you want them to change. I think betrayal is a good word, bro that yeah, yeah. I, I do think that's how you feel <laughs> yeah um yeah no it's, it's, t- it's tough it's tough let me ask you something um question that just kind of popped in my head what like <laughs> what do you look for in the people i i feel like we've covered this topic so much but it, I, I always think it's amazing to talk about because I think it's the most important part of your life, to be honest. The people you're around, I do. Everyone says you're a product of five people you spend this time around. Like it's the most cliche personal development. But I, I, I mean, I think cliches and I think sayings are around for a reason because they're so true, man. And they help you navigate like the complexity of life with easy, like these things that really cut to the truth, man. The, the things that really cut to the truth. So what, what do you look for in people that you have in your circle? Yeah, that's it. Just go from the gut. Go from the gut. I feel like there's a aspect where that person's going going to tell you the truth without judging everything that you're doing. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, I don't know if that's said the right way, but having like a judgmental perspective on everything that maybe I do, or if I'm turning around and looking at somebody and saying, Oh, I I'm judging everything that I'm doing. I know that's an unhealthy aspect, right? Like that's not someone you want around you because they're just going to constantly be telling you you're doing the wrong thing or with, with incomplete information. So I think that's one. Um, Obviously there's going to, there's going to have to be a net positive for for both people in in the relationship right um and it's not all it's not about getting something out of somebody else 
per se, but it's about feeling as though the relationship that you have with someone is, is a net benefit, right? It doesn't have to be positive all the time, right? Yeah, there's pros and cons. We've we've gotten in arguments about how you should sleep more. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <I don't remember. laughs> pros pros and cons. There's there's ups and downs, but at the end of the day, you you should feel that that person's giving you something that is is adding to your life, not taking from it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right, and it's hard it's hard to say like there's five to ten factors I look at, but it's more so. Hey, is this person, you know, adding to my life or are they taking away or are they sucking energy from me or are they adding to it? Are they being honest with me or are they lying all the time? You know, there's, there's, um, so some of those things that kind of add up to people got an aggregate score. (laughs) But dude, I think it like, you can tell, man, I, I honestly believe if people like are introspective enough, you all those things you just defined, like you can feel that you can feel right. that energy that someone brings into your life. And like a great dude, a huge example, like is so funny to me is like, how excited are you to talk to those people? Right? Like I always text you or a lot of times text you after this podcast. And I'm like, dude, I would not trade this Sunday hour for literally anything because every time it brings me excitement, it brings me a, a enjoyment to talk to you. Like, I'll just use one example. My, my therapist literally asked me, when was the last time you were excited to like talk to your father? And I was like, I, and I couldn't even give you an answer, bro. I couldn't even give you an answer. Like, I think introspectively as humans, if you look internally, you would be able to feel who brings that to you. I, I genuinely do. And maybe that's because you and I have gotten more refined about thinking about those things. But I do think a lot of people... I don't know. I think a lot of people can feel this just based on their relationships. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I, for me, it's, it's less so robotic of like I'm right. looking That's for five to 10 factors that yeah. someone's going to bring to my life in a relationship. It's more so like, Hey, we're like, you know, we're shooting the shit. We're, we're hanging out, we're doing stuff, we're talking, we're whatever it is. There's a, is a feeling of, like you said, do, are you dreading going to talk or hang out with this person or are you excited for it? Yeah. Right. And in your gut, you're going to know which one is which. So. Yeah. What? Yeah. What? What? OK, if you don't want to use the word cut off, I, I think you're right. Like, I'm trying to think of another positioning statement regarding that, like. Less time shielding energy, I'm just like. Yeah, protecting yourself. Like, what what would you consider it to be, and how how would you best approach that? If someone wanted to take steps forward with that, yeah, I mean, I would say you have to give people the benefit of the doubt for at least a certain period of time. But with those relationships where it's just, you know, you constantly coming back and they're doing the same thing X Y Z over and over and over again, and they're proving that you know, they're not really going to change. It's, it's more so, like I said before, I would say it's taking a backseat to that, to that relationship. It's like, you're not going to actively or proactively reach out to that person, do things with them, X, Y, handle that with how you would with the relationships that you really, really care about and add value to your life. It doesn't mean you have to per se, you know, ignore that person or, 
cut them out of your life per se, but it's, you know, if they're asking for your time and you're limited in your time and you know that, then I don't feel like it's an issue to say no. Now, this is something I am absolutely fucking horrible with. I was going to say, we just maybe had a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So everyone, you know, anyone listening right here knows I am horrible at this. Hey, this is how you work. We're working on it, working on it, but it's, it's a really, it's a difficult thing to do. That's why so many people have these relationships just kind of linger around in their lives that suck away from them because the confrontation of the no or the decline is, is so much that it's just easier to, to have the conversation or do something with that person and have it, have them suck whatever energy out of your life than for you to deal with maybe a, a heightened or like more acute situation for a short period of time and then have that situation handled for the future. So I don't know. It's hard. It's a, it's hard answer to uh, provide a good solution for hard question. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 dude, I, I like what you, the, the analogy you said about just taking a back seat. Like I do think that's, for, for the relationships that aren't like really as close to you, I think you can do that. But I do think you have to set hard barriers for people that are that, you know, are like almost cancerous. And maybe I'm a little yeah. bit more harsh on it, bro. But like, that's really. That's how I feel. I, I honestly feel like you got to kind of be harsh and like cut, cut it out. I, I do think you have to set that hard boundary. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the the harder thing to do is to is to set the boundary. Yes. Yep. A thousand. And have that per- have that person know what the boundary is because they're going to resist it naturally. And and maybe I'm at. Um, maybe I'm thinking about this just like specific to myself. But the reason I use such harsh words is because I don't know. That's a way for me to be confident enough to do that to like make a hard decision like that. Like I need to position it with myself that it has to be direct because otherwise I feel like I would uh, like fumble it or not, not move forward with it. Right. Cause it's a kind of a new skill for me, like saying no to some of the relationships I'm closest with. Right. Like these are the ones that we just talked about. I just said this earlier and you kind of articulated well, but like I'm getting down to the last, <laughs> like the last few, you know? So I got to kind of like get, very strict in my own head about being able to execute on that. Um, again, cause I do think it's a muscle you have to build. I don't think it just happens overnight. Like I really just don't, I like, it's like anything else, man. No, it definitely, it definitely doesn't happen overnight. And it's a muscle that is absolutely atrophied inside my own body. So that's why I, always think about the passive approach because it's just easier but there is that's the con the con of it is the person that person doesn't know the boundary and it's easy to fumble that right correct like you said and and i would say my approach isn't easy man like i wouldn't say my i wouldn't say my approach is easier like feels good. I, I would actually say the opposite. It feels ho- it feels horrible. It feels horrible. <laughs> it feels bad, man. It feels bad. But um, I don't know. I think it's like the the. I think it's the right way to build yourself long term. Yeah, 
I do feel confident in that. Yeah. Do you think, do you think you have to get something out of every relationship? Like what do you look for in your closer relationships? You know, cause I, I feel like as we're having this conversation, it can might, it might sound a little bit like the cold and Kevin only want to get shit out of people instead of maybe bring people up. I don't know. Uh- Playing devil's advocate here. Yeah, here's the thing. If you ask any of the four, like I'll just talk specifically friends and not family here, but if you talk to any of the four guys that are in in my circle, like I give to them like they give to me, man. Like I don't know how else to describe it. Um, You know, one of my buddies being in, in London chasing his dreams of like his job and just like exploring a new country with his his wife, like I don't me and him talk and it's like, okay, Colton, what goals are you achieving? How can I push you? How can we push each other? Right. Like how can we establish those goals and hold each other accountable? Um, you and I, I mean, like, I, I think that's dude, you're everything to me. Like you're literally my brother, like walking towards things together. So, I mean, it's, it's, and we spent so much time together on a relative basis, just doing this podcast texting. It's like, yeah, man, like you are walking side by side with me on that journey. And it's very easy. It's not even there's not even a specific task. It's just like all of our I mean, ev- like our family dynamics are very similar. And like, we try and ele- elevate each other there career wise, relationship wise, it's just like, yeah, yeah. I mean, everything. And then <laughs> and then two of my buddies, I'm thinking about like, it's just, dude, everyone has attributes and they're like in my life for a specific thing where we push and pull each other in good areas. One in Arizona who, who helps me in my sales career, my buddy out in Denver, like telling me how to be a little bit more comfortable with myself and getting to me to move to Houston. It's just like, I think back to how all these people push me and pull me and it's like elevated my life, man. And it's made me happier. Um, and I think going back to your point and like how you answered the question when I asked this to you, for me, it's less attribute based. It's like, how do these people genuinely make me feel? And everyone, for the most part, delivers on expectations. That was a huge thing for me that I was reflective on. Everyone that's in my circle delivers on expectations. And when I show up to talk to them, I, that's an interaction I feel phenomenal about, right? Like they they never, they never just take energy away from me. They're never negative this, negative that. Like, yes, they go through challenges, but guess what? Like they pour into me when with our relationship. Um, so it's less, yeah, for me, it's like, it's kind of tough to like attribute it down, um, but it's like all just the experience of how I interact with them is tremendous every time. Yeah, it's so hard to find those types of relationships. It sounds like you have, I mean, honestly, you have a decent amount of them. It might only be four or five, but I don't know if many people have one. How do you, what, why do you think you've been able to find those types of relationships? Because I've gotten clear on what I want to accomplish in life. Right. And it goes back to the same. I mean, this, we could have done a podcast one in part, part one and part two. Right. Cause I think me being able to identify the people that are going to rock and roll with me on my pursuit of all these other things, all these things I think about. I know who fuels me on that direction, right? So once I got clear about where I'm going, it's very easy to see the people whose paths are aligned to that. And if right. you're not aligned on this, on those paths, what are we going to be discussing? Are we going to be discussing the news, gossip? Like, what are we going to be like? 
we have zero sh shared interest in like similarities if we're not in the pursuit of very similar goals and ambitions. Right. So once you get clear on where you want to go, it becomes a little bit easier to identify what people are going to add to your life around you. Right. That's what right. you said. Because if you care about those goals, you're pushing, bro. And way to frame it, because now it just got me talking. I think this is a good point. If you're clear about where you're going, bro, guess what? The people that aren't severe or not severe, maybe it's the wrong word there. But if the if the people you're rocking with aren't adding fuel to the fire of where you want to go, eventually you get to the point where those negative people are actually detracting you from your goals, right? Or they're pulling from you and you're going to feel that. You're going to feel that intensely because guess what? That's what you ultimately want to accomplish. And now you're going to start to resent those people. Yeah. What would you say if you have the wrong goals though? What would you say? I don't know if there's necessarily wrong goals. Like I don't really necessarily know if there are wrong goals. I think as long as you're evolving yourself, uh, as long as like you're, you're challenging yourself, I don't know if there's necessarily a wrong goal. I think there's goals for seasons in life, right? Like for us, ours aren't physical necessarily right now. Um, we had a season of physical goals. Like, what do you mean by, by wrong goals? Yeah, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to think of what, what if you're on a path where you're pursuing something and it's not, not the right goal, but I guess it's less so about the actual goal. It's more so about the, the type of maybe goal that you have set or just perspective. It's a perspective or a goal or, or based around a pursuit of something that you want in your life. Yeah. Do you value achieving and, and working towards something <laughs> like what do you value in your life? I think you and I are very aligned because guess what? Pretty much every value we have is I very similar, bro. Right. And like that's very similar to a lot of the people in my circle. It's like we value the pursuit of something. Um, yeah. I, I, and I don't think that's necessarily congruent with the people I've had in my life forever for a while. Yeah, absolutely. I would agree with that. These the last few, the last few are always going to be, I feel like the hardest. Those last few relationships. No, you said something that was incredibly articulate, bro. Incredibly articulate. And the thing is, these people have spent time or were around me for a while for some reason, right? And it's like because they're, it's hard. <laughs> these ones are the hardest, you know. Um, yeah, and you want them to be. I mean, that's the the hardest part is you want them to be in your life, right? And you want them to, I guess, do what they say and say what they mean. And sometimes that's just not how the world works out. And you want you want to know, and this is again very weird that this just popped into my head. I started to resent these people, man. In my last right. conversations with them, I, it was nothing about them, bro. Well, that's maybe I, I don't like that. I don't like saying that. They well, I think it's more I think it's more back to what we were saying earlier. It's more about you and the expectations you have for those people. Right. You know, that's why you're resenting them, because they're not. For sure. In your eyes, kind of detracting away or providing negative energy to your life. And you want them to be. You know, that's why you're still they're still there. Right. Because you want them to be propel it forward. Right. Right. And I've started to be able to identify resentment as something that 
my outlook or my approach to the people or a situation is incorrect, right? Like, because for me, I know these people haven't changed, right? And that doesn't mean that they've done any, they haven't done anything, right? They literally haven't done anything to me. The difference in that equation is Colton, right? Like I've changed and evolved to a point where now this relationship I'm starting to resent. Does that make sense? Like these people are the same that they've been for a while, but our relationship has changed as a consequence of Colton moving or evolving. It's nothing they did. And so as soon as I feel resentment, I know that that is something that I have to deal with. It's not on them to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're exactly right. It's, it's more so, even though it's involving another person, it's more so about you than anything else. Right. Correct. Because it's your, it's, it's your perspective. That's, that's more or less causing that issue. That person, that person is just being who they, who they are. For sure. So for sure. I don't know. I'm, relationships are tough, man. And you know, you always hope people grow and evolve and change, but it's like maybe yeah, the hard, the hardest thing is is though is for I think you and I is we'll put ourselves, we'll be that person that can we want to be the person that helps support that other party with the change. And if they say they want to change, then we'll be there. But the problem is what people say is not always what they want. They're not I, willing to do it. I'd actually change my perspective on that as of the last year, bro. To be honest, I'm not willing. I'm not willing to, 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 I'm not willing to do that for people anymore. I think that that ownership has to be on the other people because you're not going to change for me to have me in your life. I don't really care for that. I want you to change because you want to change. I'm not sure I'm down for that ride anymore. I, well, I think it's less so about not being there for that. It's more so not being the proactive person in that of correct. like, I'm, you're not going to be the person that's no. trying hey, to, you should move go to the, the needle for Yeah, exactly. Exactly what I mean. Like you yeah. have to take the back seat there. And if that person is willing to change, they'll, they'll of course reach out to you. They'll, they'll show, you know, the things that they're going to want to do and they'll utilize you. And you're not saying that, Hey, you're not going to be there if that person's willing to make the change. It's just less so trying to be the force that creates Definitely the not. change. Thousand percent not. Thousand percent not, bro. Thousand percent. It's hard though when it's the people closest to you. So, yeah, man. It, honestly, bro. Like, here's the thing. Like, it just stopped making me happy. Like, it it, it just started making me sad, bro. It sounds so funny because it's like not even tangible, but it just started making me sad, man. Like, <laughs> and maybe for some people, maybe for some people, like having those relationships around, even though they might be toxic at certain moments, like maybe in whatever way they frame it it brings them some level of happiness, but it just started to make me really, really sad, to be honest. And like, that's why, again, it goes back to being more so me than the other people. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a pretty mature way of looking at it. I think when, when people are keeping those types of relationships around, they're, they're trying, they're trying to back into why they still need them. Or there's something else there that they haven't uncovered or dealt with. 
complex, bro. It's complex. I'm grateful for the relationship we have, man. Like, honestly, I think about like, I think it's interesting for you and I, and maybe I'm just speaking here, but like, I don't know, like our relationship has really helped me have like almost a, uh, like a lighthouse, right? Like it's like uh, identified really what in, I shouldn't say easy, but almost easy relationship is like, I've never felt that like, and it sounds super corny, but it's like our relationship is very easy for me to show up in. And that is like a, a guiding light for, for some of the other things like that have very, a lot of challenges in them. And, and it's very interesting. Like us having this allows me to be more clear on what it, I, it is I want in a relationship. Um, like whether it be whoever is in my life um yeah i don't know that's just a food for thought item i have but well the feeling is mutual bro for sure <laughs> sunday morning said, said more said a lot more a lot lot shorter but ditto <laughs> ditto <laughs> but bro that's just like yeah it's part of the course that's funny but... yeah 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 it's 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 weird though. They, those relationships that add to your life, it feels like you're kind of to use an analogy. It's like you're all on the same fucking boat. You're just doing different things, right? Yeah. And it's like yeah. it just it's just easy, you know. It doesn't feel like when I yell down to you to turn fucking starboard. It's not like no, bro. I'm not. I'm not gonna. Do yeah, that. we're fighting about it. Hey, why don't you yeah. get up here and do it, bro? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's how some relationships feel. It's, it's a it's tough i mean you can't you can't fucking get to a destination if you guys can't agree on a direction so so this i I, will put a we'll put a period next to that and we'll end that shit right here (laughs) so this is outside the nine to five a lot of personal development (laughs) a lot of personal (laughs) development a lot of just dude be disciplined right that was the the, i feel like that could have been the softest podcast in a great way (laughs) the last hour could have been the softest thing we've ever talked about but hey i think it's the most important man i mean it's easy to talk about discipline it's way harder to talk about how you cut the people out of your life that aren't aren't benefiting you with some nuance with some nuance. yeah with some nuance all right dude i think that's a wrap i think that's a wrap